0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the football fig nuts podcast. This is episode number 184 overall. But if you're breaking down these things, it's season four episode 34. My name is Brit. I'm Craig. Craig, we took last week off because we knew this week was going to be insane, right? Yes, We we knew and it has been so I think this episode, we just say nuts to our normal kind of like, let's ask questions of each other. Let's go through the free agent signings. Let's just do it. All right. Let's 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 just do go it. right down the list and say, okay, here's what's happened. We're, we're going to go. We're going to go. I, I have NFL.com up on my screen. Today's date, by the way, is March 17th, 2021. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yes. St. Patrick's um, Day it is. Uh, Craig, Craig, well, you know, let's not throw everything to the wind here. What are you drinking? Uh, it's St. Patrick's Day, so I have a Guinness. That's lovely. Lovely. Yes. I have a glass of diet cola. Excellent. That is that is a traditional Irish drink in my household. Um but yeah, you yeah, know, I just I am yeah. I'm, I'm traveling tomorrow and I have I have several breweries in my path. So <laughs> taking today a little bit easier. Good plan. No, but that Good being plan. said, tonight you and I are going to do a co-op on Twitch playing stardew valley yes and there might be a beer or two drank there i'm just, just saying there just might saying.
1: be i mean so you know farmers got paid with beer so it makes sense
0: yes yes that's very true all right let's just get right into it because there is a ton to discuss we'll try to just we'll try to get through as many as we possibly can guys but we're just gonna flow through so as of the morning of um march 17th This is what we have because Lord knows Craig and I are going to finish this recording. I'm going to post it on Libsyn. It's going to hit Apple and 15 minutes later, someone's getting traded like a huge trade, like massive, like (laughs) Deshaun Watson for Russell Wilson, massive. (laughs) And you'll be like, well, why the hell didn't they talk about it? Because it hasn't happened yet. There is a brief period of time between when we record this and when it posts. Exactly. But we're trying to give you the most up to date information. So let's jump in. All right, so I'm looking at the NFL.com page, and they have it organized by division. So we're going to start with the AFC East because that's where they start. The Bills, they're bringing in Manny Sanders on a one-year contract. They have agreed to three-year contracts with Darrell Williams and John Feliciano to bolster their offensive line. Um, Matt Milano is a four-year, $41.5 million contract uh, to join their linebacking crew, and they signed a punter. Craig, does this... Does this matter? I mean, bolstering the offensive line is good, right? Um,
1: yeah, I think the offensive line is is smart. And Emmanuel Sanders, you know, he's up there in age for a receiver, but he's reliable. I know he had COVID last year, but, you know, he, he doesn't drop passes. So mm-hmm.
0: I think well, it's a good pickup for them. That's the thing. They lost John Brown and Andre Roberts. Backups. I get it. Well, John Brown wasn't a backup. They lost them. Okay, that's fine. I also have the, the departures page up. Um, and on the offensive line, they lost a guard and a tackle in that Brian Winters is not going to be returning to the team. And Ty, oh, I never pronounce this guy's right. Seki Ty Seki has gone to the Cowboys. So they basically said, okay, and I think the pieces they're bringing in are better than the pieces that they're losing. John Brown, yeah, three games a year. Fantastic. Good luck figuring them out. I think um, Emmanuel Sanders is going to bring a little bit more, um, a little bit more uh, consistency there. So I think that I think the, so. Really basic grading here: thumbs up or thumbs down the bills so far in free agency? Uh, for me, definitely a thumbs up. <clears throat> Same. All right, flying on to the Dolphins. Why? Because of the next on the list. They're bringing in Jacoby Brissett on a one-year contract. Why? I pfft. They, they also signed a one-year deal with Malcolm Brown. Remember Malcolm Brown? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> uh, they brought in Isaiah Wilson. I'm sorry. That was a trade with the Titans. Um, and then they uh, did a, a part of the trade with the Titans. They also brought in uh, Benedict McKinney. Uh, Justin Coleman signed a one-year deal. And guess what they signed? A punter. So they bring in basically two notable pieces. They bring in Jacoby Brissett and Malcolm Brown. Um, they lose Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're not bringing in Jacoby Brissett to start, are they? Uh, you know,
1: I I have no idea what the Dolphins are doing at quarterback. Sometimes I feel like they love Tua, uh, and other times I feel like they're like, oh, why did we draft
0: him? So right. I, d- I don't know. And they did lose Matt Breida. I think Malcolm Brown for Matt Breida is an upga- upgrade for them. I-, I just I know Malcolm Brown hasn't been super consistent. I think he's an upgrade. I'll take Malcolm Brown over Matt Breida in fantasy. I'll take it in reality too. <laughs> My concern with the Dolphins is the departures on the defensive side. Shaq Lawson, Davon Gashaw, Camu Grusier-Hill, Allandon Roberts, Kyle Van Noy, who I forgot was even still there, um, all gone from the team. You lost three linebackers. One of them you traded. Van Noy was, oh, I know Van Noy was hurt a lot. I get that, but I'm going to say thumbs down to the Dolphins because they brought in they brought in a backup quarterback, and they brought in one linebacker and a cornerback. While the rest of their linebacking, I mean, this uh, McKinney's looking around, going, "Who who am I playing with right now?" Yeah, I'm and the, the only other linebacker too, standing here.
1: Wasn't um was Brissett in New England the same time the coach was?
0: Probably, because that could be part of it too. I I'd, I'd have to I'd have to look honestly. I don't even remember. Cinch would know. All right, so I'm going thumbs down on the on the Dolphins. Yes. Okay. The Patriots. All right, if you, if you need to refresh your beverage, now is not a good time. <laughs> the beverage have re-signed Cam Newton. They brought in Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. They brought in Hunter Henry and John New Smith. They brought in. Tra- they traded for Trent Brown. They're bringing in on the defensive side, Dietrich Wise, Davon Gachaud, Henry Anderson, Matt Judon, and Justin Bethel, oh, and Jalen Mills. All of these people are coming. Who is going? Rex Burkhead and James White. Shocking to me that they're both not coming back right now. Uh, they lost they lost Marcus Cannon in a trade to the Houston. They lost Joe Thune to the Chiefs. Sorry, Cinch, my gain. <laughs> David Andrews, the center. They lost a couple of defensive tackles, including Larry Guy, and they Justin, Jason McCordy isn't going to be coming back. He, very active. Very, very especially very for active. New England. This is very active for New England. There's so much to break down here. Pick one thing and tell me what your thoughts are on this. Because I mean we, we you can't just sit there and go, okay, thumbs up, thumbs out, there's too much here. Um so what's sticking out to you? What do you want to talk about on this list? Tell me your thoughts. I think I think the big shock is them
1: signing two tight ends. And to me, if you watch Cam's games from last year, those two tight ends are now his safety net. Yes.
0: Yes. And they're both tight ends that can both block and catch. Yes. They are. This, you know what this reminds me of? Do you remember when, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name. Who's that guy? <laughs> Back before Aaron Hernandez was in jail, he was the second tight end. It wasn't opposite Gronk, was it? it was whoever was there no. before Gronk? Cinch would know. Yeah, Cinch would know. But they had tight ends. They had two of them. They could run two tight end sets. And when Aaron Hernandez started catching passes, all of a sudden it was like, whoa, they have two tight ends they can catch now. And maybe it was Gronk. Maybe I'm um I don't think so though. I think it was somebody else. Um but there was th- they had two this reminds me of that. Ben this Coates of, No,
1: no. That
0: was after Coates,
1: I think. Yeah, Coates was ninety nine. It Watson
0: was after. Benjamin Watson. Was it? Maybe. Why is my computer not responding? I don't know. Well I can still <laughs> hear you, so that's good.
1: Oh good, good, good.
0: Uh it might have been Ben Watson. I'm looking really quick. It wasn't Martellus Bennett. Kyle Brady it, was he He was never Algie Crumpler. My computer just <laughs> just cited Algie Crumpler. No, that's not that's not the guy I'm looking for. I don't think Algie Crumpler was ever a New England Patriot. But uh, yeah, so OK. So, I mean, yeah, that that's that's what stuck out to me, too. I mean, OK, listen, you sign Nelson Aguilar. I hope you enjoy dropped passes <laughs> because Nelson Aguilar is. And I know you play a lot of retro Bowl. On retro yeah. ball, if, you're, if your receiver is standing open in the middle of the field and you throw it right at him, half the time he drops it. If you hit them in stride, they catch a lot more frequently. That's what Nelson Aguilar is. Nelson Aguilar will dive and catch passes and look fantastic, and then he will be wide open with no one around him, have time to like make a small lunch, <laughs> and then the ball gets there and he still drops it. I don't understand it. He's clearly <laughs> a very talented man. It's mental. It's got to be mental. It has so, to be. And Kendrick Bourne, he stays on the field. He's good. So I, I'm going to give two thumbs up to the, the Patriots move so far. They're, they, I think, are going to be really good this year. I think it all, and the, it all hinges on Cam, really. Right. Well, I do. I think, but I think they're giving, the, they're giving Cam more weapons than, than he had. Okay. You were relying on Julian Edelman. No. And he's broken. So, <laughs> he's broken all the time. On to the Jets. The Jets is a short list. Why? Because of the Jets. They signed Corey Davis, um, which is impressive because they had to find him because he was missing in action the second <laughs> half of the season. And then but mainly defensive signings. They brought in the defensive end, a linebacker, and a uh and Marcus May got the, the franchise tag. Departing the Jets. Get ready. This is gonna hurt. Joe Flacco is leaving the Jets. Frank Gore is not gonna get re signed. Oh, come on. Breshard Perryman is not coming back. And then they lost three linebackers and their entire secondary. Arthur Mollett, Brian Poole, and Bradley McDougal are all going. Damn. So the Jets, the Jets right now are down three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. About twelve people, and they've signed four. Duh. And the only upgrade <clears throat> has been to bring in Corey Davis over Breshard Perryman. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, and I would say. You know, I'm a little biased because I'm a Bengal fan, but Carl Lawson is a huge signing for them. Uh, he's, he's at a fantastic defense event that um, should make a pretty quick impact
0: as long as he doesn't get hurt. I'm going to give him a thumbs down. But, yeah, I mean, one good – the problem is you lost too much to make it up with one guy. True. Very You're true. You're letting too much walk out the door, and that's a problem. So, all right, on to the AFC North. We're actually making a really good time here. We might get through the entire AFC in this episode. <laughs> Baltimore. They're bringing in Kevin Zietler. Um, that's, that's a really good signing on their offensive line. The rest of it's all defense. They're bringing in Bowser, McPhee on the defensive ends. They're bringing in Justin Ellis as a defensive tackle. I love that signing. Oh, well, I'm sorry. No, he's a re-sign. These are all re-signs, actually. They're re-signing all these, all these guys. I misread it first. And Derek Wolf re-signed. So they're keeping their defensive front solid, and they're trying to bolster their full offensive line. Who did they let go? You tell me. When I run down this list, we're the first person you're like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Okay. RG3, mm. Mark Ingram, Dez Bryant, mm. Chris Moore, mm. Willie Sneed. Have you hit anybody yet? Because I've read five names and I'm not upset about any of them. No,
1: I mean, you can argue for Ingram, I think, but that's about it.
0: His impact was, and you've got so much depth there. The Ravens have so much depth there. I mean, that's the problem. Yeah, no, never mind. Anyway, uh, then they lost a couple of guys in the offense and the defensive side. That That's pretty much it. But the skill players were just that. I like what they're doing here. I think they're going to need to make some more moves on the offensive side of the ball. They're going to have to bring in a little bit more offensive kind of firepower if they want to really, really compete. I mean, not in not in terms of the running backs, because, I mean, God, I, I'm, I'm drawing blanks on rosters. But, you know, there's a. They are few. I, this is what happens. I, 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 the season ends. and I start forgetting people. J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> there you go. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. Remember when Justice Hill was going to be the next big thing, like three seasons ago. Yes. And he just hasn't hit the. Dobbins, Edwards and Hill. You do not need Mark Ingram there. Mark Ingram's not going to get any usage there. And I understand he's getting older. I get it. I get it. Well, Marquise Brown is the only thing you have left now. Okay. You've got DuVernay, he's still there. Maybe he's ready to take on a bigger role. You've got Miles Boykin still under contract. I, I'm not really worried about, I'm worried about the uh, the protection for Lamar more than anything else. So I want to see them do with the offensive line. So I'm going to give them so far, even though they've lost a lot of pieces, I think that they've lost pieces they could afford to lose. I'm going to give them a thumbs up. Thoughts on Baltimore?
1: Yeah, I think thumbs up. I think them residing their defensive front was huge because the Ravens have always had a, fairly decent defense. So them keeping them together was smart.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. We got to talk about the Bengals.
1: <clears throat> I know. <laughs> On the offensive side of the ball, they re-signed Brandon Allen. Hey, he's an awesome backup. He proved the himself.
0: <laughs> but that's the only thing they've done. Right now, according to NFL.com, expected departures include AJ Green. Yeah. Are they really going to let Green walk? I mean,
1: he hasn't played a full season in three years. And yeah. I mean, it, I'm sad to
0: see him go because he came in with Dalton, but... Right. Yeah. John Ross has already signed with the Giants. I think that's... Yeah. that's. Here's here's the thing. The problem with John Ross was he never played. No, because he was... His rookie year, he hurt his
1: chest. He, like, tore something in his chest and he didn't tell anybody. What? And he kept so, trying to
0: play and it made it worse. So let me ask <laughs> you this. Over, under, number. The number of games he plays for the Giants this year and actually performs this year not like comes in for like four plays and has one catch or one target. How many games before you're you're cranky because he didn't <laughs> do any of this for the Bengals? Give me an honest number. 6. I think that's fair. And you know what he, you know what's going to happen, right? He's going to post 14 games.
1: Yeah, I know. He's, and he's going to get like, you know, 15 touchdowns and over a thousand yards. I already know this.
0: He, yeah, he's going to he's going he's gonna to post 14. He's going to post 14 games. And you know what? Here's the other thing, too. Here's what I'm going to predict. He is going to be a fantasy. He's going to be a guy you draft low and mm. sell immediately because mm. here's what's going to happen. He is going to come out the gate like a ball of fire. The first three games, don't be shocked. This is my personal opinion. Don't be shocked if he's in like the top four or five receivers in terms of total yardage, like after gate, after week three, mm-hmm. and then your phone's going to ring. What do you want for John? Bre- what do you want for John Ross? Oh, okay. I'll trade him because four games later, he's two catches for 15.
1: Yeah. Now, is this your thoughts on Ross or Daniel Jones?
0: Both. <laughs> I still think Daniel Jones has potential. I, I know I talked Daniel Jones up big time. I'm getting ahead of us. We shouldn't be talking about Giants. Right, right. Now. right. But but you asked the question. I think it's fair. Um, the Barkley injury, hamstrung them. They're so one-dimensional without Barkley. So one-dimensional. Yeah. Well, we brought in Devontae Freeman. That's great. <laughs> That's great. The Jets brought in Frank Gore. You want to start naming aging running backs back and forth? Let's do it. I, I just I, – I don't think it was it, – it, I need to see – I need to see this Giants and the Giants were actually better than a lot of people thought they would be. They and part were. Part of that's because the, the the division was so bad, but you know I think I think, um, I, think uh, I think they're going to be I think they're going to be better this year if if Barkley comes back and Barkley can be healthy and Barkley can be Barkley for at least half the season they're going to be better, and I think that's where you're going to see it. And again, that's the other part of why John Ross will be good. Week eight, when John Ross is out with a fingernail injury, and Saquon Barkley Barkley already has 714 carries. Um, they might be in trouble, but we'll see. All right, so I'm gonna give, I'm gonna get. Oh, so the rest of the Bengals departures, uh, Spain and Redmond off your offensive line. Your entire defense walked out the door. You lost three cornerbacks, and yep. you have no special teams. You lost both your kicker and your punter. Did they not sign Spain? Spain is listed right now as a departure. Really, man, I liked him because I know it's they let Spain. they let
1: Finley go, but he never played. No. Um and there I know no everyone, this is this is the thing with, if you read Bengals Twitter, of fans. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we, everyone has, like, sports. They all have their own way. They think the team should fix itself. Right. But if you're the Bengals, there's so many holes everywhere. So I was upset. They were supposed to get Thune. Like, everyone thought he would go there because his family is in Ohio. hmm And he went with the Patriots. Not the Patriots. He went with the Chiefs. Gave him. Win for me. Exactly. Gave him $80 million. And I saw there was a tweet of some of a reporter talking to his sister and his sister was like, yeah, we want to go there, but they load balled him. Yeah. And like, this is the problem. This, this is the problem. Yes. It's like, no, absolutely. Would he, just signing one person clearly is not going to fix the offense completely, but it helps. Um mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad they're trying to bolster their defense. I think the Hendrickson thing was big since he was like one of the sack leaders in the NFC, but yeah, it's, it's rough.
0: rough. And, and, and for me, it was hard because he, Joe Thune was a Patriot. So he leaves the Patriot. There goes, there goes the source and cinch. They're unhappy. (laughs) The, 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 the tweet or or text emerges that says he was going to go to Cincinnati, but Cincinnati wouldn't pay him any money. So now Craig is unhappy. And then he announces he's with the Chiefs, and I'm thrilled. So of of the five people who run this podcast, three of them are absolutely miserable. <laughs> I'm thrilled, and Sean just looked around and went, are we going to draft a quarterback for the Bears? <laughs> Hello? Hello? So it was kind of a weird – I actually had to explain to my wife. I'm like, just you got to listen to how this worked out. And she does not care a thing about football. She can't stand football, but she was like – Yeah, I think you're going to be dealing with some grumpy podcast members for a little while. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, we are. And and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Speaking of grumpy people, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. All right. The Cleveland Browns. Oh, by the way, um, just to be clear, Quentin Spain hasn't signed anywhere yet. He's just expected not to return. That's what NFL.com has. If they have him signed with somebody else, they tell us the new team. If they don't, then that's where it gets. So he could still sign. It's possible. It's just who knows. So, okay, Um, Speaking of going to be people, the Cleveland Browns (laughs) literally in the playoffs for the first time in most people's lifetimes. Yep. And what have they done? They've signed a defensive end and a safety. What haven't they done? Well, they've let Marvin Hall and Rashard Higgins walk. They've got two linebackers, two defensive ends. Their entire secondary is right now unsigned, including Carl Joseph and Cody Parkey is unsigned right now. Cleveland is clearly doing is clearly taking a page out of the Bill Belichick page uh, book of let's wait and see what the market establishes his value. My problem is waiting right now does not help you. No. You are you are you are three or four pieces away from being a Super Bowl contender and I know that hurts your head because you hate the Browns and you hate Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I get it. They're closer than a lot of the teams we're discussing. Why in the holy hell aren't the Browns making more moves? Why are they waiting instead of being proactive? That's a good question. Well, that, I don't I want you to answer it. Tell me, know. you're the you're my you're my central expert, my my <laughs> AFC North expert. Why? The I host. mean,
1: honestly, the, I think the default answer is because of the Browns and how their ownership works. Same as same as the Bengals the and their ownership and how they lowball people.
0: So we've talked about half the division already, and the conclusion on half the division is we're going to lowball everybody and build a roster around it. That's not good. But that's why the Browns are the Browns. You can't do that. Right. You have to go get Joe Thune. Joe Thune didn't call up the Chiefs and go, hey, you guys got any work? You, they went <laughs> after him. They went to him. That's the th- And that's, that's the team. Again, never forget how Andy Reid ended up in Kansas City. Andy Reid was on a plane to Denver, was literally getting on a plane to fly to Denver to meet with John Elway before he gets on the plane, like hours before he leaves. He gets a phone call from Kansas City and says, would you be willing to stop here and hear us out before you go to Denver? And he was like, yeah, I've got an I've got a couple hours layover. He never made it to Denver. That meeting with Elway never happened because the Chiefs went and got him. They didn't sit there and go, listen, after you meet with Elway and you talk about what's going on with the Broncos, you want to swing by afterwards and we can maybe make a pitch? No. They intercepted him. Literally. Like, very literally. He was – the reports were out there. He's going to Denver. He's a serious candidate there. And then all of a sudden it was like he's stopping at Kansas City first. And then he canceled the meeting with Denver. And everyone went, holy crap, he's going to Kansas City. And now I have shirts with Kansas City Super Bowl champions 2019 <laughs> on them, and other people don't. And Denver Bronco fans don't. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes would have been a Bronco. There's no question in my mind he would have played the same set of building. He would have. Go get what you need. You don't wait for it. You don't go to the supermarket and look at the meat section and go, I'm going to let these four or five people get the really good steak so I can get the cheaper one. Right. You go into the case and you get the freaking steak. <laughs> I'll just wait till the butcher throws the meat at me. That's right. The Browns are literally waiting by the dumpster outside to see what expired today. <laughs> <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. <laughs> it's still good. It's just a little airborne. <laughs> it, it's just, I'm like, I don't understand it. And I, I understand it. Okay, listen. The Bengals have been rebuilding for a long time. We know their ownership doesn't like to spend money. We get it. The Browns were in the playoffs this year. They won a game. Yeah. They're close. They're closer than most of the teams in the league. It, they've got, even you have to admit, if you ranked the top 30 teams in the league, or all, all 32 teams in the league, they'd probably be a top 10 team right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd probably put them at 10 if I'm going to make a yeah. list out of 10.
0: Yeah, but they would be top 10. They're closer than other people, and they're doing nothing. Nope. They're playing the waiting game, and this is how you go from beating the Steelers and getting a big upset in your first playoff appearance in a decade back into 6-10 and 10 and everyone going, we need another quarterback. This is how it happens. Mark my yeah. words.
1: Because if they go – exactly. If they have that record this year, like Baker's done in Cleveland.
0: Yes. And would it be fully his fault? I don't think so. I don't no. think it's entirely on him. It's the, it, there's something else that always goes wrong, other than how they handle free agency every year. Every yep. year, it's, it's, it's something else. Oh, it's the coach. Oh, it's the quarterback. Oh, it's the offensive line. Sometimes it's the front office. Yeah, because but... who brings in the quarterback and the coach and the offensive line?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: All right, let's talk about Pittsburgh. Your I've favorite team? Too much time. What's that? My <laughs> your, favorite team. Okay, favorite so this team. is the one I get to lowball. <laughs> Great news out of Pittsburgh. They have re signed Ray Ray McLeod to a one year deal. The guy who was the most exciting part of your offense down the stretch that no one had ever heard of and everyone was excited to see play because he was doing well. You gave him a one year deal. Great job, Pittsburgh. Definitely don't lock him down. Rest of the moves are all offensive line and Cameron Sutton is staying.
1: And um, I don't even know if BJ Finney's going to play. Like yeah. he. He missed time with the Seahawks. He didn't play for the Bengals like at all. So I don't, I don't know.
0: But they're already losing Vance McDonald and Marquise Pouncey at a minimum. They've yes. lost their starting center because he's retired. At a minimum, Bud Dupree is a Titan. You've lost him. Connor isn't under contract. Juju Smith Schuster isn't under contract. Oh, Here's gone. the thing: if you, why are you waiting on Juju? It, you, you can't sign Ray Ray to a one year deal and That'll... wait out Juju. I don't think that
1: they want him there. I think they're done with him.
0: Then what then who are you throwing to? Because Ray Ray McLeod can't be it. He was it because Juju wasn't.
1: Um
0: It's Alvin Harper syndrome. Yes. <laughs> If he's the second option, he draws the lesser matchup. He gets more looks in those those kinds of sets where everyone is worried about Juju Smith-Schuster. If you make him the primary receiver, he will not get the looks. And by the way, your tight end, one of them, just retired. Who's the other one? Is Eric Ebron? Is Eric Ebron still there? Uh, yeah, he's still there. Great, he's good for two <laughs> games. But who? I... Other big names: Alejandro Villanueva, who has been there forever as an offensive tackle. He's on this list. Vance Williams and Avery Williamson, the other two linebackers on this list. So, um, so there's
1: I, there was Juju Claypool and McLeod.
0: So Claypool's the only one that's under contract right now for more than a year.
1: Yep, and then it's Eric Ebron and Kevin Rader.
0: And this is this is this is what you're gonna do to try and keep Big Ben from retiring. This is what you're doing. This is Fairly. the idea. And by the way, you have no running back if you don't sign Connor. Uh,
1: i just. Well, you know, you know, they still have Benny Snell.
0: Little Benny Snell, oh my God, another <laughs> guy who's good for like two touchdowns a year, and they're both gonna come in the same game. Good luck picking it. He's just he's just one of those guys, man. All right, let's go Let's go on to a division that's a little bit less of a train wreck, but start with a team that's an absolute train wreck, and that's the AFC South and the Houston Texans. Oh, but this is a big list. Yeah,
1: so the Texans have brought in Tyrod Taylor. Hopefully they don't stab
0: him. Like... This deal makes 0.0% <laughs> sense to me unless you're going to deal Watson, which they say they're not going to do. They bring in Mark Ingram. Again, why? Duke Johnson is supposedly on his way out. So you're bringing in Mark Ingram to replace Duke Johnson? granted that's a plus that's a that's value added as the source likes to say that is value added but that's like saying this hard roll that's been sitting on the sidewalk for two days is better than the one that's been in the dumpster for a week <laughs> wow. Mark Ingram is, he's older. I love Mark Ingram. I use him in fantasy all the time. He's older he's in the twilight of his career he's winding down. he is not gonna carry your team. They brought in Andre Roberts. Uh, and Farrell Brown is re-signing. Um, they're, they're bolstering their offensive line, which is a good sign. But the problem is they're not, it's not going to go anywhere because their quarterback wants out. They brought in Shaq Lawson uh, in a trade for the, with the Dolphins. That's how McKinney ended up in, in Miami. Uh, and a lot of little signings on the defense. They seem to be really focusing on the defense. Departures include A.J. McCarron and Josh McCown. So your starting quarterback wants out, and both backups are leaving. And now you, you have Tyrod to save the you day. You had to bring in Tyrod. That is why they brought in Tyrod, Tyrod. Duke Johnson's on his way out. Will Fuller is on his way out. Um, and then the rest of it's mostly – I mean, J.J. Watt is gone. That is mind-blowing to me, by the way, how badly you managed this situation to alienate J.J. Watt. Yeah. And, I, I, and Watson, for that matter. And and Watson, I'm giving all right, so we didn't even say this, but I'm giving a thumbs down to everybody else in, in the division but the in the AFC North, but the Ravens. Ravens get a thumbs up, everybody else in that division gets a thumbs down, and AFC and the Houston Texans get a massive thumbs down. Like one of those novelty sized thumbs like Pee Wee Herman <laughs> wore when he was hitchhiking in his movie. That size is the thumbs down I'm giving to the Houston Texans right now. Thoughts on the Texans. Talk to me here. I it's make thoughts- me feel better about I'm- this.
1: It's, it's hard to, I mean, clearly they have to rebuild their team. They have to rebuild their locker room, especially with a new head coach. But the issue is the owners are the same. The front office is the same. So
0: like, I don't, I don't know what
1: they're going to do with Watson. Like they're just going to let him sit out a year.
0: He's not going to sit. I'm telling you right now, this is what he should do. And I said it in the podcasting thread. He should show up for every off season activity. Do exactly what he's asked to do. And when the media asks him, he should trash the team openly. Every chance they put you in front of a microphone, you speak your mind. Walk, hmm. force your way out. Go out there, throw for 50 touchdowns. I said this in the podcaster's thread the other day. We have an ongoing text thread where we toss around ideas. If the Houston Texans, if, if Watson shows up, does everything he should do every after postgame. What did you think about the performance of this? Well, I think that if we gotten better players or if we had uh, done better job during free agency, he wouldn't have to worry about that. He clearly needs time to develop. Those are the kind of answers I want to hear out of him. I want him to be standing on a Super Bowl platform next season, and when he's handed the Lombardi Trophy, I want him to thank his fans, thank the fans, <laughs> thank the rest of his teammates that they're the greatest group of guys that 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 he could have hoped to play with, and then openly say. And we are so lucky to have the fans and the players we do because our ownership is a terrible mess. They have (laughs) no idea how to run a team. And the only reason we're standing here is because the players care more about the city of Houston than the owners of the Houston Texans. I want it said in front of 30 million televisions. (laughs) I want the Texans to make the Super Bowl for that lone reason. And that's what he should do he will burn his way out of there but he will do it looking like a professional on the field and he True. will not leave anything on the table i mean True. we all thought this was a bill o'brien problem right for a long time we knew the texans we knew the we knew the texans were I think run by he some jerks
1: but still he was definitely he was he was pouring you know gas on the fire but yeah yes. i think it's it's
0: from the top down clearly it's not just o'brien it's systematic you have a systematic issue in the houston the ownership is bad. The front, or, or the front office, has been bad for a while. And every time they get rid of somebody who's bad, they bring in another bad guy to replace him. You don't fire Darth Vader to bring in Khan from Star Trek. <laughs> it's not an That's improvement. It's a good analogy. I like that. That's not an improvement. Oh, okay. Uh. Screw, screw the, uh, screw, screw the Texans. Move on. Indianapolis. The Colts acquired Carson Wentz. (laughs) The end. (laughs) That's literally the only move they've made. What have they lost? Well, Philip Rivers retired. They sent Jacoby Brissett to the Dolphins. Marlon Mack isn't expected to return. T.Y. Hilton isn't under contract. Their uh, their offensive tackle uh, Anthony Castano retired. Uh, They lost a defensive end. They lost Autry to the Titans. Uh, Justin Houston isn't under contract. Wow, Justin Houston, man! Remember when he was? They have to bring T.Y. back, don't they? That's there's the question. What are they going to do? They've got a lot of people. They're clearly in wait mode too, and I don't think you can afford to be.
1: No. Because right don't... now, I mean, if on paper the Colts have the best team in that division. Yeah. But yeah.
0: And that's not that's not really an endorsement of that division.
1: No, no. Be... I'm just saying, if you had to pick between that, the four of them.
0: Yeah, that's not a massive endorsement of that division. That is just an acknowledgement that that division is really, really. Really underwhelming, really underwhelming. So, all right, I'm gonna say th- I'm gonna say thumbs down just because I don't like these teams that are waiting. Go out there and get your guys. Jacksonville, Jacksonville is not waiting. Jacksonville no. has signed Carlos Hyde, Jamal Agnew, Philip Dorsett, Eperhim, <clears throat> and Marvin Jones. That happened yesterday. Oh yes, yep. They signed three wide receivers. They they franchise tagged their best offensive tackle. Um, they've signed a bunch of defensive ends. They've decided they've signed two defensive tackles. They brought in Shaq Griffin and they brought in two safeties. Now what have they lost? So there's a ton of defensive side of the ball stuff and a bunch of wide receivers. Mike Glennon is unsigned. I don't know if he's expected to return. Chris Thompson unsigned. Don't care. Keelan Cole. Don't care. Chris Conley. Didn't even know he still played football. (laughs) D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook signed him for three games and cut him because that's all he's worth. James O'Shaughnessy and Tyler Eifert, both not under contract. And then a couple of random defensive people. They brought in so many defensive people, I don't think they have to worry about them. They need to do – I mean, they got to – what is the plan here for quarterback? Are we, are we getting back on the mustache express?
1: I think <clears throat> we might be. We might be. But, you know, everyone's assuming who they're going to draft, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, a lot of these holes – and that's the other thing, too. The NFL draft can fill a lot of these holes. So I'm sitting here and I'm looking. I'm like, okay, well, you got Clearly, Jacksonville plans on drafting offense because they signed a boatload of defense. They're clearly looking at this draft and thinking they can get offense out of it. I'll give them a thumbs up for now, but I'm a little worried about the guy who's throwing the ball. A little worried about it, like who they're going to pick. Are you worried about Gardner Minshew? I'm worried about Gardner Minshew. They got to bring somebody else in there. Think about think about this. D.J. Shark and Marvin Jones are your starters now. That's not terrible. That's not terrible. Okay, Keelan Cole and D.D. Westbrook. You sign one of them. So now you've got you've got Shark Jones and let's say Cole. That's a pretty good three. Oh, and Chenault. Oh, he's Ed, there. And Dorsey. Okay, screw it. you. Don't need to sign him. All right, that's right. So you've got Jones, Shark, Chenault. You sign Cole for your fourth guy to give yourself some depth. And now you just need a guy who can deliver them the ball. Yeah. I mean, it could work in theory. I'll give them thumbs up, but they better have a good draft. They better have a good draft. Tennessee. Let's finish that division. Okay. They've signed Jeff Swain and that's it. Well, that's not true. They got Bud Dupree in, in there. I think Bud Dupree is a good add. Janoris Jenkins is going there. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, they did some good work, but they didn't do anything on the offensive ball. On the other side, they, they lost Corey Davis to the Jets. Adam Humphries may be going. Pruitt may be going. John Smith is gone. Uh, Isaiah Wilson was traded to Miami. Like half their offensive line is gone. Jadavian Clowney, gone. Malcolm Butler, gone. Desmond (laughs) King, gone. This is like, Tennessee is looking very thin right now. What are your thoughts? Uh, Let me just look at the, who they're,
1: that list of who they got again.
0: It's very short. Here's the
1: problem with Tennessee is they're, and again, in the, I know it sounds biased of me, but ever since they lost against the Bengals last season, mm-hmm. that team like lost their identity, and you really never knew when they took the field which Titans you were going to get. Were you going to get the yeah. playoff Titans from two seasons ago, or are you going to get the yeah. Titans that look totally lost?
0: The Titans that made the um that made the AFC Championship, or you're yeah. going to look, you're going to find the Titans that have no idea how to use Derrick Henry. Right.
1: Exactly. And then Derrick Henry, you know, has 12 yards rushing because they're so far behind, they have to keep throwing.
0: I mean, are, are we at the point where the Tennessee Titan playbook is literally one page that says give the ball to Derrick Henry?
1: I think it is. And then there's another there's another page that's like says, you know, break glass in case we go behind 21 points.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. The nuclear option, the nuclear are here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to I'm going to say Tennessee needs to do some work. So, all right. So we're going to go to the AFC West really quick. All right. So we've talked about three divisions. Yeah. What division so far has done the best job and what's done the worst? And I'll start. So you have a second to think about it because I'm springing it. I think the East is doing the best job. The AFC East is getting way stronger as opposed to to, to weaker, except for like maybe Miami and, and the Jets. The worst job is probably the AFC South. As much as critical as I am of the North, I think the South is probably doing worse. What do you think? Uh, so best is definitely the AFC East. Totally agree on that one. I,
1: you know, with these signings, there's no reason why the Bills can't win that division. Um, well, as the Patriots would be the reason. (laughs) Yeah, but that, I mean, no, that all just really is too reliant on Cam. And I don't know. Yeah. Just don't know. Um, you know, I think I'd have to say the AFC North just because there's, There's not a lot of, like, each team had, like, maybe one big signing, two big signings, but there's nothing really going on
0: activity-wise. So,
1: as of right now, anyway.
0: Okay, let's move on to the West. Denver. Denver has not signed a single offensive player in free agency yet. (laughs) Hooray. Wait. Yep, three defensive they've signed. However... The only thing they've lost offensively is two offensive tackles. They lost Dotson and Wilkinson in theory. They haven't lost. They, A.J. Boyer's is going. Um, that's but, I mean, Denver hasn't. Denver didn't have a lot to work on this offseason in terms of people that they had to retain or replace. I think that they just are trying to figure out who they are as a team and build. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to give Denver a pass. Yeah, but how how long is Denver going to be
1: rebuilding? As long as John Elway has some sort of role on that team. (laughs) The honest answer, that's it. They just can't make up their mind on a quarterback. Or they can't,
0: you know, pick one. So Let's move on to my Kansas City Chiefs. They've done two things, and I love them both. (laughs) They brought in Joe Thune, as we already discussed. We won't linger too much on that. But they re-signed the best name in Kansas City. And that is Taco Charlton. That's a good name. one of our defensive ends, taco is not his real name. By the way, it's not (laughs) there's I've heard rumors. There's a story behind it. I don't know what the story is, but there's rumors. There's a a story behind it. Now, Kansas City has a problem and it's entitled. No one else is under contract except those two guys and Patrick Mahomes. Right now, under without con without contracts, Le'Veon Bell, Damian Williams, Anthony Sherman retired, by the way. Really? That makes me sad. But didn't he go to Connecticut? Why do I feel like I, I I watched him when he was at UConn? Maybe. I don't know. I think – where's his info page? Yes, he did. Oh, that's so sad. I remember when he played at UConn. I wasn't there then. I'm still a little older than he is. But, yeah, he's 32. Oh, you know, yeah, he's got me by a decade. But that means I watched him. He probably played either right after or during the – um, what's his name? Orvlovsky administration. So, All right so <laughs> – Bell Williams Sherman, gone. Demarcus Robinson, no contract. Sammy Watkins, no contract. I'm okay with that. Ricky Seals Jones, fantastic that he's not in prison, but he has no contract. The entire offensive line is not under contract. And they, Eric Fisher. They cut Mitchell two Schwartz. of them, didn't they? Fisher and Schwartz are gone, gone. They're gone, gone. Was that now, was that a performance
1: thing or was that a money thing?
0: Fisher was definitely performance and money. Fisher never lived up to his his potential. He had some he had some brilliant games, but he was often hurt and he never there was there was too many things that went wrong and not enough that went right. So um, but Remmers, Assembly, Wisniewski, Kilgore and Ryder, three offensive guards and both are centers. All no contract. Alex Okafor, no contract. Kassanian, no contract. Brashard Breland, no contract. Daniel Sorensen, no contract. Our secondary is bad as it is. These are the two best guys in it. And we're going to let them walk. So the Chiefs have a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. And I am not at all thrilled. Other than I like the two guys they're keeping and brought, the one guy they're keeping and the one guy they brought in, I I don't I don't like I don't like what the Chiefs have done. I'm very worried about Sorry. the Kansas City Chiefs. Are you worried about Patrick's health? Yes. My entire offensive line is gone. <laughs> you
1: well, know, Joe Thune can't block everyone.
0: Joe, it's going to be Joe, and he's going to have to snap the ball. He's the <laughs> only one there. Both centers don't have a contract. Like I'm going to let me go look at the depth chart. I'm going to I'll go really quick and look at this depth chart. I don't. There's nobody there. Depth chart, Kansas City. Here we go. Okay, at center, Austin Ryder. Not contract, Daniel Kilgore, no contract, someone named Daryl Williams, who I've never heard of in my life, another guy named Williams on this team, and another Daryl. <laughs>
1: this is my brother Daryl and my other brother
0: Daryl. We have two guys named Daryl Williams on this team. I think we cut one of the Williamses. I think we cut Daryl Williams, the running back. We have two guys named Daryl Williams that both spell Daryl differently, but we have so many guys on this team named williams we got we gotta the important the most important thing, and we're forgetting this. Byron Pringle is under contract,
1: thank God.
0: That's that's so the you have most
1: Byron Pringle and a guy named Taco. That's awesome.
0: And Tyreek Hill. Don't I mean, we still got Tyreek Hill, Hilaire, Mahomes, and Miko Hardman? We still got a lot of good pieces. I've got no offensive line. I've got Joe Thuney. Like, I'm looking at the depth chart right now. There is one name under left tackle. One. Really? We have a left tackle. Rankin is the only one we have under contract. Now, the good news is we're probably getting Tardif back this year. He was the doctor who took the year off to stay in Canada and fight the virus. Oh, right, right. Duvernay Tardif. Um, we're going to get him back. Oh, he's That's coming back. Good.
1: I thought he was done staying. No, no,
0: no. He, he, he opted out. He was the first NFL player to opt out for, under COVID. And people were like, oh, my God, why is he opting out? He's a Super Bowl champion. And the answer was he wanted to stay home and help fight the virus. He was not sick. He was not worried about getting sick during the offseason when COVID broke out. He was working in a hospital because he's a doctor. He just doesn't have a license. He's got in a America. degree <laughs> anywhere. He doesn't have the license in Canada because he went to the NFL. He got his doctorate and he uh, went to the NFL. He got his med degree and went to the NFL. So he's like, you know what? Screw it. I can do more good here than I can do there. And I can start working towards my career afterwards because I can get my my uh, residency done. So that's what he did. Well, that's smart. It's smart and it was and and the Chiefs were like, dude, we're totally behind you on this. If this is what you need to do, go ahead and do it. We're expecting him back. We're expecting him back. But I, just like I'm looking at this team, I'm like, we have so much talent except in like the, the Keep trenches. Block. We have, yeah. <laughs> we have great talent that's gonna get sacked. I mean I don't know. All right, moving on because we're running out of time. The Raiders. The Raiders brought in John Brown. They brought in in the I know I pronounced that wrong, Yannick and away and they brought in Nick Morrow. They lo- they lost Devontae Booker to the Giants. They lost Nelson Aguilar to the Patriots. They lost Tyrell Williams to the Lions. Jason Witten retired again. Again, for the third Trent time. Brown got traded. Uh, Theo Riddick is under contract. Zay Jones is under contract. They're another one. They have three offensive guards and two offensive tackles that are gone. And a center. They're not quite as bad as the Chiefs, but they're in bad shape. Vic Beasley is not under contract. Remember him? Yeah. <laughs> This is the Raiders look like they might be even as bad as the Chiefs. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, you know, I know we're still really early on, but, yeah, it doesn't seem, you know, John Brown might help. But then I keep hearing that Carr may not, you know, Carr isn't the answer there. So I don't I don't know what the Raiders are going to do.
0: They put it. It was in one of the last episodes of Gridiron Heights. They had a John. They had John Gruden as a used car salesman and <laughs> car was spelled with two R's <laughs> and it was like a three second thing. I can't remember. It was like, they, they do like, they, it was like, it was like, this is a television break or something. I think they were doing like a sitcom takeoff or something like that. Mm. And they went to television break and it was John Gruden who was like, I got cars right here. I'm not, it's only, there's only 40,000 y- yards on this arm. <laughs> and like David Carr said there, he was like, what's happening. <laughs> so yeah, uh, thumbs down, thumbs down to this entire division. I'm sorry. I, we haven't even talked about the chargers yet. Do we need yeah. to?
1: I mean, I guess we should because they're next on the list, but yeah, this division is going to get a thumbs
0: down. This division, this entire division is, they, they're probably the worst division. Tyrod Taylor gone Hunter Henry gone. There's your offense. Well, that's not true. You had the, the kid was good. What's his name? Herbert was good. So I can't really say that, but you know, what's gonna You know, what's going kind to of problem. Guess what? Mike Pouncey. They're one of their centers retired Four more of their offensive line. Not under contract. What is wrong with the AFC West and offensive linemen?
1: (laughs) They just don't want them anymore. They're like, you know what? You know what? We're playing arena
0: football now. We only need one of them. It's fine. (laughs) But you know what they did sign? They did sign a center. They brought in Corey Lindsley. That's good. They signed a cornerback. Okay, I don't know how that helps. And they re-signed Michael Bladgley. So they've got a kicker, a center, (laughs) and a quarterback. Yes. So if this is like street football.
1: They're good. They're good. <laughs> yeah, They're it's good. like this is it's arena football.
0: Remember arena football? That was yeah. fun to go to. Yes. Um, I remember being an arena football game. Was it like, the Connecticut Seawolves or something like that? Yeah, it was the Seawolves. And I remember being there and on the on the kickoff to start the game, the Seawolves kicker got into a fight with somebody on the other team that he'd had beef with and got ejected. Those are like those. Those are like twenty-two player lineups, rosters. They play both ways. The kicker was the, the kicker was the kicker slash punter, and he got ejected on kickoff. <laughs> so now you have to play an entire arena game with no one who knows how to kick. It's not even like your kicker got hurt and your punter can figure it out. Yeah, because this is what he th- he is the kicker punter. Nice. And there literally came a play, like like maybe ten minutes later. We're fourth and, like, fourth and like 12, which wasn't unusual in, in arena football. And the quarterback is standing way back. And I'm like, is he in shotgun or is he going to punt? The quarterback is back there. <laughs> and they hiked in the ball and he punted it. And it went got to be a 30 degree angle off his foot and straight into the stands. Nice. <laughs> it went like six yards. like six yards. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. It was, it was brutal. I was just like, how, how do you let that happen as a coach? How do you let that happen? You can't sign another kicker. It's just, you can't, you're lucky you get a roster spot for a kicker and then you let the guy get into a fight. Yep. All right. So the entire AFC West is focaccia for lack of a better word. Good word. It's all up in the air. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody has an offensive line. Which means someone in the AFC West is going to lead the league in sacks this year because they're just not going to have no trouble getting to the quarterbacks. This, <laughs> this, this division. Who's? I, I, I'm, why am I drawing a blank on this? Okay, so Herbert's in. Ah, clicking the wrong button. Um, is in uh, LA. Mahomes is in Kansas City. The Raiders are going through a rebuild, so Carr may or may not be there. And if Drew Lock takes a step forward. That's three young, good quarterbacks in that division that all may have the crap kicked out of them because their team can't sign offensive linemen. <laughs> nope. Are you kidding? It'll Ugh. be it'll be something. That we, we've got it. Don't be shocked if the, all they do is draft offensive linemen in this draft, like seven rounds, and the Chiefs take six offensive linemen. And some random dude, just because he looks like he fits their scheme. Don't be shocked
1: at no, all. No, here's, and then don't here's be the, shocked when
0: Patrick Mahomes only plays four games. Here,
1: <laughs> all right, here's, here's the question then for you, since you're the AFC West guy. Yeah. What team is going to give up the most sacks? Based on the information we have right now? Right now. Yep. March 17th.
0: It, it's a tie. It's a tie between the Chiefs and um, and the Raiders. All right. It's it, okay. it, it, it's 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 a toss up between the Chiefs or the Raiders that I'd say I I'd go with the Raiders just because Mahomes can at least scramble. Right. So Maybe that's maybe that's three or four times a game or, or, or a season. He doesn't get sacked that the Raiders will. That might be it. And and the Chiefs have dump off. <clears throat> Hilaire can catch the dump off. You know, you've already lost Devonte Booker and Theo Riddick in. Um, well, Theo Riddick hasn't gone anywhere yet, but he's not under contract. you're you're, you're likely losing him. I mean, who are you you dumping the ball off to at this point if you're them for a running back? Josh Jacobs? Jacobs is good, but I don't think he can catch the ball as well as he can run it. And if you have no offensive line, he's not going to be able to run it. He's not Derrick Henry. He's not going to be able to create. He's going to have to be reliant on the offensive line. And right now, remember I said that the Chiefs only had one left tackle? Right now, the Raiders have one right guard. They have one name under right guard. Oh, they do? <clears throat> yeah. John Simpson. That's it. Simpson, eh? But that's it. That's the only guy. They've got they've got to they've gotta figure this out. They've gotta figure this out. Oh and by the way, John Simpson is also the backup left guard. Oh good. So, so he can play right both. Guard, good. Great. <laughs> well that's the thing, but if you put him at right guard, then it means you only got two people at left guard eligible. And then what happens if one of those people get hurt? You literally have three guys for two spots. And then after that it's kind of like Cordell go in there and punt. Oh, I no, mean, remember at that. that? Point, you're just just kind of making it up <laughs> as you go along. You have no idea what's <laughs> happening at that point. So, all right, that's the AFC. Wow, we got the whole AFC. We did. All right, so really,
1: really quick though, uh, the whole AFC, whole AFC, who who's doing the best so far for you?
0: Oh, no question is the Patriots.
1: Yeah, I was I was Not gonna say the question. same thing. It's it's the Patriots. They never really spent a lot in free agency, and this year they just you know backed the dump truck dump truck up well, full of money
0: so i was i was getting a haircut yesterday and i i didn't go to my normal 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 barber so pasquale if you're listening to this please don't be upset it was just a timing thing um i ended up at a sport clips and first take was on so Stephen a uh Stephen a was screaming at max kellerman and some other random dude right as usual and <laughs> max kellerman pointed out one very interesting point it's not that the patriots don't spend it's that the Patriots wait. The Patriots are one, of those guys, are one of those teams, like we criticized the Browns for this earlier. They sit back and they say, let's see what the market price is. We don't need to sign those huge guys. Let's see what the market price is. Right. And then they start asking about individual guys. And they brought up the example of Randy Moss. Because remember, Randy Moss had a couple of uh, eh, years in Minnesota, and he was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And all of a sudden, the value for Mandy, Randy Moss drops, and the Patriots swoop in and win a Super Bowl with Randy Moss. That, that's historically what they do. For them to be active early is unusual, and that's really the big thing. And to be active early, you need to spend money. True. That's, that's – I'm sitting here criticizing the Chiefs. Part of the reason the Chiefs have to wait is because they don't have any money. They have, they had to give big deals out. They have to figure things out money wise. So, you know, I I think, I think that there's no question who's done the worst job. You could, there's like five teams. How about the entire AFC West as a starter, the West and the South and like half of the North. I mean, there's, I I criticized the jets early on in this. The jets are better. The jets, if, if I'm ranking like in the jets are probably a top 10 team in the AFC East right now, I'm sorry, AFC right now in terms of moves made. Because everybody else is just waiting so long. We have this, and there's always this flurry of activity early. I just, I think the Patriots easily are the best team. And I I, 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 best team in terms of moves so far. And we'll see if it works out for them. I know Cinch is very down on Cam. He thinks Cam is the problem. I don't think Cam is the problem. I don't. Yeah. I think they'll be better next year. Well,
1: maybe he had, um, he had uh COVID brain. I don't know. He just didn't look like he wanted to be out there last year.
0: All right, I got one last question for you, and then we'll go to final thoughts. Yeah. In all of this, it's 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 March Madness. It is. <laughs> who you got? You got to have your brackets done by now. Give me one team. Give me the team.
1: Wow. Now, see, I actually was going to do my brackets today.
0: Oh, you haven't done them yet. Okay. No. Okay. All right. Who do you have? <laughs> um, I have Gonzaga winning the whole thing, and I have my sleeper pick is Georgetown. Georgetown won the Big East tournament this weekend, upsetting Creighton in the final. Um, they did, they did. And Patrick Ewing's their coach. <laughs> so
1: here's you the gotta thing. Love here's that. my thing with Georgetown, though. Every year that I've picked them, they blow they it. Like in the they're they the, make it to they're the, the five seed. Yeah, they, and they make it to like the last six, uh, eight, but and then they blow it. So like I always try to avoid um, picking them because. Because that's why.
0: Um, when I was when I was at UConn and Allen Iverson was there, there was the year that they were really really good, and I think they were a three seed and they lost in the second round, and everybody was like, "What in the holy hell?" And I was like, "Yep, yep, that's what happens." A- it was and Allen Iverson and four other guys aren't going to bring it to a championship.
1: Yep. So I not. think for for me, I th- as of right now because I haven't done these yet, but as of right now, it's Michigan, not Michigan State. Michigan. Michigan's good. And my, my secret super sleeper pick is UConn.
0: No way. There's no chance. I there's know, no but chance. that's why
1: they're my sleeper pick.
0: <laughs> there is no chance in hell at UConn. UConn might not get out of the first round against Maryland. I you love so? my Huskies. Yeah, there's a chance. There's a chance they lose to Maryland. I'm not going to. I don't. I'm picking them to win, but I, I think I have them losing. I think I've losing to Texas in the Sweet 16. And that's me being a fan. That's me okay. being a fan. Now That's on fair. the other side of it, in the women's ranks, I have UConn's women not only winning the entire tournament, but they're gonna beat all sixty three teams. Like teams that are eliminated just for good measure, they're gonna go back and play those now, teams again and beat them. Now how is that gonna work with um uh what's his name? The coach
1: having COVID.
0: Oh, Gino? Yeah. I'm not worried about it. No. Nope. His uh his bat his uh what's her name is there, right? UConn women's coaching staff. Why am I drawing a blank on her name? I can see her face. I can see her face. Hold on a second. I'm pulling it up. I'm doing a search on the fly. We're doing it live. Chris Daly. Oh, okay. Chris Daly. Chris Daly has been the associate head coach for like the last seven years. And she was like an assistant coach. She has been there almost as long as he has. They're essentially the same person at this point in terms of their coaching. And he has said it in, he has said it in, in interviews before She's the go-to when there's something specific. Like when he's like trying to watch 75 things going on, he'll mm-hmm. lean over and go, keep an eye on this. And then she'll like just say it. Like, oh, he dropped it. Oh, they drew that coverage. So half the time that Geno looks really like a genius, Geno's an, an amazing coach, don't get me wrong. He wouldn't be as great if Chris Daly wasn't still there. And that's a huge part of it, I think. I think that's a huge part of it. Shea Ralph is also an assistant coach on that team. Shea Ralph and Jamel Elliott, two former UConn greats. I was at UConn at the same time as Shea Ralph. Oh yeah. I was were? there the year she Oh yeah. I was there the year that she really badly hurt her her knee early on in the season. Yeah, I was there then. That was that was something. And then then there was a rumor going around that she was seen walking around in like uh at at Halloween in like high heel pumps. <laughs> and people were like, how do you blow out your knee and walk around in high heel pumps? And it turned out not to be her. But people were like, there was, there was pictures circulating cameras for a while. I was like, look, Shea Ralph is faking it. No, it's not, that wasn't Shea Ralph, dude. That, that, that's as close to Shea Ralph as was the Bigfoot. I mean, you just took a picture of, a, of somebody in the dark, just assumed it was Shea Ralph. So. <laughs> anyway, all right, final thoughts. What do you got for me, Craig?
1: Uh, final thoughts. The offseason is officially over. It's the official beginning of the new oh. season.
0: So nice. I was, <laughs> I was having such a good, relaxing time. <laughs> I'm not ready. We still not... have, we still have
1: time before the draft, so we're okay. we're okay. Oh, and then we gotta we gotta figure out who's who in the draft and all that stuff. That's that's for the source if he ever wants to give us any of that info. Oh,
0: the Mel Kiper that the annual thawing of Mel Kiper out of suspended animation <laughs> animation has to have begun by now. <laughs>
1: Begin I, the I, thawing um... of Jim Neighbors. Yeah, basically. <laughs>
0: All right. So my final thought is in all of this, um, because we were very focused on the moves, there was a big retirement this week with Drew Brees retiring. Yes. Not completely unexpected. We didn't discuss it because we didn't talk about the NFC moves. And next week we will. We'll focus on the NFC next week. Um, but, man, first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Easy. Right. Yeah,
1: definitely. I don't think there's really I don't think there's really a question for that.
0: I don't think I don't see how you can't. I don't see how you can't, but we'll see. That's so. Best of luck to Drew Brees as he moves on to his next phase of his life. I hope he ends up staying doing something in football. Don't go to the front office, Drew. Don't do it. No, don't do it. Take take a sweet broadcasting job somewhere. Go go do Monday Night Football. I think Drew Brees would be fantastic on Monday Night Football.
1: I think he's going on. I think he's going on NBC actually.
0: Does he? Is he already? Is he already arranged it? Okay, I wasn't yeah. aware they already had a deal. Good, good. Go do it. Go do it because I think you'd be great at it and, you know, just, yeah, just do that. So wherever you listen to us, please leave us a review. If you're on Apple, if you're on Stitcher, if you're on Player FM, we're all over the place. I want to thank the entire nation of Canada because we are trending up on their uh, fantasy sports podcast in Canada. Again, thank you, Canada, for your continued support of our small podcast podcast. Um, Definitely reach out to us. We're at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com via email. And we're also on Facebook at the Football Fignuts Podcast. We love to hear from folks, particularly around this time of year where we have a lot of time to respond. It's really hard for me to respond to people who are like, which of these three guys should I start tomorrow (laughs) tomorrow? (laughs) <laughs> when i'm knee deep in, in metric numbers but now's a great time for us to just say okay yeah we have, we have some time to give some thought to your question and and really give you a measured response so do reach out to us so we'll be back next week i think uh, who knows right. it's the off season
1: yep who knows we have farming to do
0: we have farming to do uh yeah so definitely check us out too on um on twitch uh i broadcast under Howard Moon BG. Um, and, uh, we, we will be farming tonight and that VOD should be available tomorrow for people who can't catch it live. So thank you so much, Craig. You did a great job today. Really appreciate all your insights. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, everybody, we will be back next week. I think, uh, until then be safe out there and take care. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the football fig nuts podcast.